our scripture reading this morning is from the book of Genesis, chapter 12. Hear God's word. The Lord said to Abram, Leave your country, your people, and your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all the families on the earth will be blessed through you. This is the word of God. Thanks be to God. People loved by God. What does redemption look like? What is redemption inspired by the coming of the Holy Spirit? What does it look like? Now, in a sense, we see what redemption looks like from the words we just read. Leave your country, your people, and your father's household, and I will bless all the families on earth through you. It's quite a command. In ancient days, households consisted of multiple generations, grandparents, parents, and children. Households included domestic servants, livestock herders, field laborers, their marriage partners, and their children. Households were lost. Later in Genesis, we read that Abraham recruited 318 men from his household in order to rescue Lot. Now, in the absence of law enforcement, Households were places of physical safety. Without a Loblaw store at the corner or a soda, households were places of full food security. Crops were planted, livestock herds, pastures, and fields. A household embodied a person's community. Leaving a household exposed a person to physical danger, food deprivation, and homelessness. Leave your country, your people and your father's household and God. When the command comes to us also, it does not necessarily refer to a physical place. God calls us to leave places where we feel safe, secure, and at home. It's quite a command. 
God, God says. And I will bless you. And all the families of the earth will be blessed through you. It's quite a promise of redemption. This is the first time that God promises blessing and redemption on earth through people that God calls. The promise that God blessed Abraham and all who God is about the kingdom of God breaking in on earth. It is associated with rule. The Hebrew word for blessing in this passage is the same as found in Genesis 1, where we read, and I quote, God blessed Adam and Eve, saying, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. God's promise spoken to Adam, Eve, Abram, and his seed empowers people to rule so that life on earth flourishes. There are many good people. God's promise of blessing empowers people to rule so that life on earth flourishes. Every person wants their life to make a difference. Everybody wants their life to have meaning. God says to Abraham, Go, and I will bless all the families on the earth through you. Abraham leaves his father's household. Is the blessing fulfilled? What good is an unfulfilled blessing? Is God's promise to bless all the families on the earth through Abraham and his seed? Is that blessing fulfilled? I mean, a good author creates suspense by holding off on the climax till the very end of the book. And I wonder, is God's promise fulfilled at the end of the book of Genesis? The book of Genesis ends with the story of Joseph. It tells that Joseph was hated by his brothers. Joseph was sold to traders who were part of a caravan and went to Egypt 
The father took that despised coat and dipped it in the blood of a goat and gave it to your father, Jacob, saying that they found it in the field. And assuming his son's dead, Jacob's heart broke. Nor in Egypt. Joseph was serving as a slave in Potiphar's house. And wrongly accused, he was incarcerated. Pharaoh's dream, due to circumstances, was interpreted by Joseph. And the dream revealed that there would be seven years of abundance followed by seven years of drought and famine. And as the plot unfolds, Joseph rises to become the most important bureaucrat in Egypt. He fills storehouses throughout Egypt with surplus crops produced by Egyptian farmers during the years of abundance. The drought begins. We read these words. I quote, When the famine had spread over the whole country, Joseph opened the storehouses and sold grain to the Egyptians. And all the countries came to Egypt to buy grain from Joseph because famine was severe in all the world. Genesis 41, verse 56 and 12. The story pictures an international famine with countries from the whole world receiving food from Joseph. Is this the fulfillment of God's promise to, to bless all the families of the earth through Abraham and his seed? Is this the climax of the story? I will read a few words from chapter 47 of Genesis. It is perhaps the least read chapter in the Bible. I start at verse 13 and I quote, There was no food. Egypt and Canaan wasted away because of the famine. Joseph collected all the money that was to be found in Egypt and Canaan in payment for the grain they were buying. And the people did not receive grain for free. And that's understandable. The famine continued. The people returned for food. 
without money. Joseph said, I quote, bring your livestock. I will sell your food in exchange for your livestock. Verse 16, and quote. And this is what happened. Joseph carried them through the year with food in exchange for all their livestock. Verse 17. The famine continued. The people returned the following year. They were without money. They were without long livestock. Broke and desperate, they offered Jacob their land and their body in exchange for food. And we read, I quote, So Joseph bought the land in Egypt for Pharaoh. And Joseph reduced the people to servitude to slavery. Verse 20 and 12. The abundance of seven years was used by Joseph to enslave people. And God said to Abraham, Go. And I will bless you. And all the families of the earth will be blessed through you. The purpose of this blessing was that the recipients of the blessing are empowered to rule so that life on earth flourishes. And this was God's desire. And though Joseph provided food, life did not flourish under his rule. The promise that all the families of the earth would be blessed through Abraham and his seed was not fulfilled at the end of the book of Genesis. Was it fulfilled? If it was, when? No, excuse me. It's interesting. That in the book, the Gospel of Matthew. Matthew 1. The very opening of the New Testament, there's a genealogy. And it traces Jesus' family back to Abraham. The emphasis of the genealogy is that Jesus belongs to Abraham's seed. And the gospel according to Mark, 
we meet Jesus teaching a huge crowd, 5,000 men, plus women, plus children. The people are hungry. This was not unfamiliar for the people. Living under Roman rule, occupation, peasants, tenants, farmers were charged exorbitant taxes. Roman bureaucrats purchased their crops for meager amounts of money. And most of the food was exported to Rome. Living under Roman servitude, people knew scarcity. Late in the day, Jesus' disciples encouraged Jesus to, to send the people away so that they can buy food on their way home. And flabbergasted, the disciples say, I have to back up a little bit, because before the disciples are flabbergasted, Jesus says, you give them food. And flabbergasted, the disciples say, to buy food would be required eight months of wages. And where are we going to get that amount of food in this isolated, desolate place? Jesus said, you cut food from the people. And they did. Five loaves of bread and two pieces of fish. That's it. From a crowd of seven, 8,000 people. And after arranging the people in groups, Jesus takes the bread, he lifts it up, gives thanks, and gives it to his disciples to distribute. And he does the same with the two meager pieces of fish. What happened? All the people eat their flesh, and there are twelve baskets of food left. Unlike under the rule of Joseph, unlike under the rule of the Romans, under the rule of Jesus, people eat free for food. Could this be the beginning of the fulfillment of God's promise to bless all the families of the earth through Abraham and his seed? And the story continues. Jesus is hated by his own people. He is dragged before the authorities charged with treason and, and sentenced to be crucified. As revealed in the Gospels, the road to, 
to Calvary. And on the cross, Jesus is leading an exodus. Now let's pause for a moment. There's some biblical scholars remind that the Hebrew people were enslaved by the Egyptians because of what Joseph had done generations earlier. Made it? Whether or not that's the case, called by God, Moses led the Hebrew people from bondage to a land of promise. Like Moses before him, on the cross, Jesus leads people from bondage to death, from bondage to Satan, sin, evil, and powers that enslave. Jesus frees from enslavement, freeing the followers of Jesus to rule so that life on earth flourishes. The promise to bless all the families on the earth through Abraham and his descendants is fulfilled in Jesus. The promise is fulfilled and the promise continues. The promise continues through the followers of Jesus. And I will quickly mention three ways. One, through gathering to worship. When God's people gather to worship on a Sunday morning, they proclaim to the world that Jesus is Lord, not the God of the economy or the God of science or the God of technology. But Jesus, too, through prayer, Karl Barth Marx, who clasped the hands in prayer at the beginning of a revolution, praying for justice for the indigenous people. African Canadians, Asian, marginalized people, praying that God's will is done on earth as it is in heaven, is the beginning of turning the world right side up. Three, through action. You know, maybe. Maybe some of you have been considering volunteering at a, at a charity. 
or visiting a friend who needs to visit, or joining a group of people who minister to those incarcerated, but for some reason is held back. And like God said to Abraham before us, leave your places of comfort and go. Friends, today we celebrate Pentecost Sunday. On this day, the Holy Spirit was poured out on the church. And on that day, the Holy Spirit motivates and empowers God's people to gather for worship, to pray for justice, and to ask. And when we do this, God says, I will bless you. And all the families of the earth will be blessed through you. Blessed by the promise. It's a calling that gives meaning to our lives. It's what redemption In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, maybe you could empower us with your Holy Spirit so that we faithfully gather to worship, pray, and ask. We ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen.